Chavis J.B. Goldsmith was inches away from having the career he worked his entire life for. One misstep and he found himself having to prove he deserved to be in the ring. And that was the worst body blow his ego had ever received. Kalani James didn't have much she was proud of, except for being an amazing mother and business owner. There was no way in the world she could make sense of being married to a celebrity boxer who had recently been condemned by the world for almost killing a man. What happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. JV and Kalani have to decide if one plus one truly equals two. JV has been raised to believe that one woman is never enough and Kalani refuses to become just another story plastered all over the blogs. But when two strangers' worlds get caught in an entanglement that disrupts everything that they can count on, they both find themselves in the biggest fight of their lives. Trigger warning, there is a brief mention of essay towards the end of the episode. I may talk about it briefly for maybe 15 to 20 seconds. It's not a lot, but if that is a trigger for you, I'll see you back next week. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Erica, the Bibliophile of the Bibliophile's Bookcase, because I did not say that at first. And we are here to discuss Only If It's You by Ty Lynn. Tens across the board. I love this story so much. Even though it's a, a, what is it called? A trope that I've read before. Great. Thailand, this is my second book by her that I've read. Um, Because a few weeks ago, it was the Christmas story. But I loved this story so much. So, let's jump right on it. So, we're going to start with Javius. I believe is his name because it's spelled J-A-V-Y-O-U-S. Javius J.V. Goldsmith. He is a boxer who recently took a hit to his career as far as he almost killed a man. So people are, uh, what do I want to say? Like, they're treating him like he's dangerous, like he's he's going too rough. So, he took a break from boxing, and him and his team are trying to work on how to change his image so he can get back to boxing. Because, you know, of course, that's all he wants to do. And he's pissed that this is messing with his career because it's just like, it's boxing. This is what we do. Like, I don't see how this is a problem. And he also feels bad because it's just like, you like boxing, but you also don't want to kill anybody. So, you know, he's just taking a break. And his uncle is his manager slash trainer. His father, I believe, is his promoter. And they have a strange, weird relationship. He, He does not like his father for real, but he tolerates him. And keeps him around. Um, He has no idea what happened to his mother. And his dad like just doesn't talk about her. Um, His father also has 
like an older woman that he deals with. Her name is Miss Phyllis, and that's who JV looks up to. She's basically like his his surrogate mother um, because she's always been around, so he looks up to her. But uh, the dad also has like three other young girls around the house as well. So whenever JV shows up, they're always there. And so learning that from his dad, he has two uh, women that he's dealing with. I won't call them his girlfriends because he does not see them that way. He really doesn't even like them. So I'm trying to understand how they even came to this arrangement. Because one, I believe her name is Casey. She's like, he calls her ghetto, ratchet, like he really can't stand her mouth, can't stand to hear her talk, but hey, she's there. And then you have Zoe, who is basically like a burning myrtle, excuse me, because she's just so weepy and whiny and wants to be up under him 24-7 and he can stand that shit, but just like KC, somehow she is also there, so... Uh, we, uh, we get to, let's switch, let's switch, because I'm, I'm doing something else. Let's switch over to Kaylani. So, Kaylani is a single mother of twins, a boy and a girl, Messiah and Josie. Uh, she is on her way to Vegas, her and the the children's father they're not together but he uh he takes care of them and he be trying to take care of her but she's not going for it because she says she knows that there are stipulations the moment she accepts any money from him because even though they're not together he still tries to act as if he has some sort of claim over her and he does not uh but yeah, she's on her way to Vegas because one of her friends are is getting married, excuse me. And she feels a way about it. She's like, you know, I haven't been away from my children and I just what is it? Like the mom blues, like you feel guilty for going out and having a good time. And her best friend Celeste has to tell her, like, girl, it's just for the weekend, you know, you know they're in good hands with your grandmother. And basically, you deserve this break because Kaylani also has her own business. Um, I believe it's a, a skincare line. So it's just like, girl, just take this break. We finna watch this happen, get married. And it is what it is. Now, the friend that's getting married, her name is Brooke. Brooke ain't a friend at all. She, she is not a friend because I... These shots that they throwing at each other, more so Brooke directed towards um, Kaylani for no reason at all. Because uh, Kaylani, like, she actually does start crying. It's just like, I miss my babies already, and da 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 da. And Brooke takes it upon herself, like, ugh, a baby mother. I could never. Like, bitch, why would you let him do Like, why would, ugh. A baby mama so now you got two kids and no commitment no ring and it's just like bitch, excuse me like what the fuck are you talking about and celeste says something to her and she says 
yeah, I made my man legitimize me first before I allow him to put any babies in me. And I'm just like, I was kind of at a crossroad because I'm like, yes, I've said that before myself and I still feel that way. I'm like, I don't want kids anyway, but let's say the day comes and I pull a genie my and I change my mind. I'm going to be married first. That's my own personal thing. But I also am not going around to single mothers like, oh, bitch, how dare you? How could you have some self-respect for yourself? You should have got married first. Where is a partner to take care of? Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not bashing nobody for their choices. And I think that's what pissed me off. Because it's just like, okay, Brooke, while we share the same sentiment of marriage first, then babies, it's like, bitch, this is your friend. Why are you talking to her like that? So I was side-eyeing Brooke the whole time. And so, you know, they going out, having fun, whoop-de-whoop, whatever. Brooke done got too drunk. So when uh, I believe she threw up. So Brooke has her sister and her cousin there as well. So they all start heading back to the hotel, you know, so they can take care of her. But when they, when they get to the elevator, the sister and the cousin look at Celeste and Kehlani and say, no, y'all can head back to the club. We'll take care of her. And so Celeste and Kehlani look at each other like, what? And they like, no, we finna help y'all take care of her. And they like, no, we got to go ahead. We already paid for the section. And I guess the liquor that's in there, so go ahead and enjoy it. And so they still find it weird, but like basically they pushed them out and wouldn't I let them come on the elevator. So they said, all right, fuck it. We're going to do exactly that. So um, they go back to the club, have fun, whoop-de-whoop, whatever. And while they drinking, somebody... I believe buys them a drink. Anyway, she ends up seeing JV. And Kaylani like feeling his energy. He ain't saying too much. He just chilling. Cause uh I believe Celeste and JV's cousin Dominique, like they flirting, feeling energy. And she says loud as hell. Uh I don't care. And he in trouble for almost killing somebody. Like he's a he's a murderer or was almost like she said some foul shit about JV. And JV giving her the same guy, like, bitch, I ain't saying nothing to you. Like, how am I involved in this conversation? And we ain't even spoke. Like, they literally did not speak to each other. Kaylani kind of like tapped her, like, girl, that's JV. And with her being drunk, she said whatever bullshit she said. And JV's like, bitch, excuse me? And I was on his side, because I'm like, if I'm literally just sitting at the bar, minding my damn business, and then you loud as hell, like, yeah, that's him. He almost killed somebody. Like, really? Yeah, you all kind of bitches in my book. I'm sorry. Uh, But so, Kaylani, like, smooths it over. I was like, I'm so sorry for my friend. You know, come have a couple shots with me. And so, they, they, the four of them start hanging out together. So anyway, the next morning when they wake up, JV and Kehlani are in the bed together, but you have, uh, JV's uncle knocking at the door. Like, uh, the young lady, it's a young lady out here looking for her friend. It's Celeste looking for Kehlani. So Kehlani jumps up cause it's the day of Brooke's wedding and you know, they, they rush out the room. Now, back, still back in the hotel, 
JV's uncle tells him, like, you know you got married last night, right? And it's plastered, like, everywhere. And so they run to the blog pages and see that with them hanging out, they got super drunk. And they end up going to get married. So JV looks down at his hand. He has a wedding band on his hand. And uh, Dominique pulls out a receipt and says, you dropped like eight bands on her wedding ring. So he's like, man, what the fuck is going on around here? So she rushing, trying to get ready for the wedding. And then here come Brooke once again like Ugh, you never could just let me have my moment my sister and my friend uh my sister and my cousin told me that you were jealous of me and you always trying to steal the spotlight whoop de whoop whatever and how y'all just left me last night and C- celeste and kaylani looked at each other and was like see i knew it was some bullshit when they wouldn't let them come on the elevator it's like yeah they did that just so they could say like girl they left you they stayed at the club and partied all night they didn't even come check on you knowing it was a damn lie so it's like y'all never really were friends i don't know what this situation was but y'all never were friends and brooke says something that causes Carolina to punch her dead in the mouth it's like yeah bitch get married like that with a busted ass mouth like girl fuck you so but JV and Dominique have showed up while they was arguing and uh basically had to pull both of them away like y'all come on come on we not doing all this so JV and Kaylani get together with his uncle and uh what's her name Sherry I believe it's like his image consultant and it's just like, y'all need to stay married. This going to look good for you. Shows that you're settling down and that you might be for real about uh, your boxing career. Even though he was already for real. But you know what I mean? Like, it just looks better. You need to be seen as a family man. And that might take the sting away from what happened. And so, they give Kalani a contract like, you know... You'll get a million dollars in total, but you know, you won't get paid in increments because if you get the whole million right now, you can just run off with it and you don't have to fulfill your obligation. So, uh, she's like, okay, cool. I agree. And at first she wasn't winning. Cause she's like, I got kids. He like kids. You got kids. And she's like, yeah, but like, that's the problem though. Y'all did not know each other. Y'all just got drunk together and made, like, a hasty decision. So it's just like, and she wasn't feeling that. Because she's like, nigga, don't be turning your face up at the fact that I got kids. Yes, I have motherfucking kids. Um, But, you know, we ain't got to see each other. We ain't got to do nothing. They just have to, like, appear to be together or show up at appearances together. And that's it. And... I forgot what he said, but he said something crazy to her, but she signed a contract and she threw coffee on that nigga and she walked out. So he was pissed about that. And then of course he got to figure out how he going to tell his two women that he now has a wife, which I'm pretty sure like it was all over the block. They saw shit anyway, but he going to sit down with them and basically tell them like, it's not real. It's just on paper. You know, it is what it is. So, in doing that, I think she went back. Did they go back to Vegas? Yeah, because he had his first fight, and so they were there to support him. Now, Messiah, 
he already knew who JV was. Like, he watched boxing, and, of course, he's a quote-unquote boy. So they bonded over that, and Josie's like, she just took up to him immediately. So they kind of became like a little ready-made family, spending time together, bonding, you know, whoop-de-whoop. So as they're starting to get closer, they're just getting to know each other and starting to fall in love with each other. It's it's great. It's so cute. I loved it. Uh, but at one point, like, this nigga was still seeing his girlfriends, and Kalani was like, excuse me? Nigga, you have a wife now. Like, why would you think that you could be paraded out with your two women? Like, basically, cut them bitches off while I'm your wife. And at first he was like, I didn't think that it would be a problem. It's like, nigga, we're married. Because uh, I think they was out at the club together. And it was on the blog. So it's just like, are they really married? Or is this just, it's like, how the fuck you think this going to work if you're out with your girlfriends? And so, like I said, as they're getting to know each other, he cut them off anyway. He like, man, I'm, I'm not doing this with y'all. Like, this my wife for real. We really finna make this work. So... You know, whatever this is, it's over. Because it technically wasn't a relationship. Because while he had those two, he was also sleeping with other women. So, I didn't really understand. Because I'm like, it's not a poly relationship. Because y'all not in a relationship. Like, y'all really don't even like each other. Uh, But Zoe, like I said, she's a murdered myrtle and she was like going crazy like calling him a bunch of times crying like please 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 and he really didn't pay her too much attention till she tried to blackmail him because she had found the contract for their quote-unquote marriage and it's like you know if you don't come talk to me and that was it she was like just come talk to me i'm gonna expose you so he goes over to her like you trying to threaten me? Like, you trying to blackmail me? Like, what's up? And the police come out and it's given very much in a thin line between love and hate when Brandy was like, you know how much I love you? And then she pressed the button and the police come in? Very much that. Cause, and then as soon as the police have him in handcuffs because she claimed to be pregnant. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is a trigger warning for something really gross, but I have to talk about it. So she comes from the back with something in a towel. And when she opens it, he's like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, that's our baby. He's like, hold on. Hold the hell on. He's like, I no, 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 no. And why do you still have it? Even if that was, because he don't believe she was pregnant or if she was pregnant, it wasn't his. He's like, even if that is the case, why do you just have it wrapped up in a towel and get that shit away from me? Which I was, I'm sorry. Because, like, why do you have that? Like, why the fuck do you have it? And why is it wrapped up in a towel? I was like, oh, this bitch is off her rocker. But anyway, so when he's arrested, uh, then she started crying and trying to reach for him. It's like, girl, you set him up. Like, what are you talking about? So, uh, uh, I forgot. So the mix of this, uh, Kehlani's baby daddy, like, he bought her a house. And, you know, like, that was the only thing she allowed him to buy. Like, all the stuff in there she paid for, and he paid for, like, the kids' things. And she was like, that's it. 
So when he found out she was married, he locked her out of that house and wouldn't let her like get out of her stuff. So JV had bought them a townhouse and they all moved in together there. And she also uh, became pregnant with his baby. But, you know, like they were building towards that. And I think she had either just found out she was pregnant or she was a couple months along. And then this happened. And they had got into an argument about something, so he had left anyway. Um, and then he finds out, I mean, she found out that he was arrested for assaulting Zoe, even though he never put his hands on her. That was just a lie that she told. And so also with uh, almost killing that man, it's just like, oh, you violent for real, for real. Uh, but they get it thrown out because that bitch is crazy. Uh and I hate to do that, but Zoe, like, it was something wrong with her. And she just needed some help. Uh, what was it? His dad, like I said, he don't get along with his daddy, but his daddy was, like, giving Kaylani the eye, trying to sabotage their relationship before they got good and solid how they was. Because he was bring uh, it was on two separate occasions. At one fight, he brought Zoe there. I told Zoe to show up, and Zoe had said something to Kaylani, like, you know, these two seats for me and Casey, why you think they're right here? And so they got that squared away. And then at another fight, uh, Casey shows up and is like, girl, you really thought he was just with you this whole time? Ha, 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 silly little girl. Like, and it's just like, they got that cleared up. But both times, it was his dad being a hater basically trying to ride his coattails telling him you know we got this fight coming up but you're not ready i need you to get your head in the game like basically i need you to keep making money so i can continue to live off you and after that second no when uh he found out that uh his dad had like basically looked her up and down and was basically giving her the eye he fired his ass he's like i'm not playing with you no more because you keep doing underhanded shit and i don't warn you and you continue to do it thinking i'm not gonna do nothing so this is me doing something your ass is fired and so then later on down the line jv bought her a new built like she had planned on taking the money from their contract and buying a bigger, better building anyway, but he just did that for her on his own. And so at that, what do you want to call it? Like surprise party or whatever inside the building. She has a conversation with Miss Phyllis and Miss Phyllis reveals that she is actually JV's mother, but he doesn't know that. And so uh, he has a conversation with his uncle, and his uncle tells him to have a conversation with Miss Phyllis. And so the conversation, like, it all comes to a head of, you know, I'm actually your mother. He like, what the fuck? You've been in my life this whole time. Why would you not just say that you're my mother? And she's like, you know, it's a lot that you don't know. And she reveals that Kalani knew and didn't say anything like she'd been new since the surprise party and so he gets upset with her because he's like why the fuck would you not tell me this and she's like but she asked me not to he's like who who are you married to me or her and she's like you but she like big he like i don't want to hear none of that shit like and so they're apart 
for a little bit because he's just like this is the second thing that you have kept from me when you should have came straight to me but the story is miss phyllis used to actually be with his uncle um but they had did they bring up no it was like at a party or something anyway she ended up killing somebody and jv's dad helped her bury the situation and he like took her to his house gave her something to drink to calm her down and she just remembers waking up the next morning feeling like she knows somebody has sex with her and she doesn't remember it so she believes that jv's dad raped her and come to find out later she became pregnant and so of course when jv's uncle finds out he cuts her off and jv's dad blackmails her like for the rest of her life he's like you know you can't leave me because if you do i'm gonna take the kid and you'll never see him again basically like i'm gonna tell that you killed somebody tell them where the body is so you just gotta stay your ass right here but you can't tell him that you his mama which is just like that's crazy the daddy was like that man was psycho so anyway uh so after that jv tells her you know you gonna move in here with us you're not going back to that house and when he goes to see his dad he basically like beat that nigga within an inch of his life and it's like uh the statute of limitations uh for that murder is passed so you know you can't blackmail her with that and she not coming back here no more pussy ass hoe so now what you want to do oh i thought so uh, <laughs> and so throughout this whole time i think i would like to see a story between dominique and celeste because they were like getting together just having fun on the side but uh yeah you know jv and kalani they're in love they had a little baby boy and everything was just great between them but it is such a great read i really want y'all to pick this up and read this for yourselves anyway that's all i got i hope you enjoyed it peace and blessings my beautiful people